Hello and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host Thomas and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, most of my stories have been throughout Europe from all different corners of the continent. But you may think, Thomas, there's other countries to see. There's your own country to see. And I totally get that. But there's the one country that I said I really don't have that much interest in. But there's one city in particular that I'd love to see someday. And that city is Boston, Massachusetts. Now, I'm close to the border. I'm maybe four or five hour drive away, which, I mean, some people would say would be far away. For me, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump across the border. So today we're going to talk about my experience in the beautiful city of Boston. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, my visit in Boston was very short. It was pretty well one day to be exact, but I tried to pack in as much as I could in this one day. It was actually part of a New Year's resolution. I wanted to do 12 new places in 12 months, which kind of, sort of was accomplished. But in the end, like all resolutions, they start to go askew. I woke up early in the morning and I was super excited but nervous to go to Boston. I've always seen these shows like Border Patrol, and I'd be afraid that something would happen, like they would ask me questions, and like I have nothing to hide. But like in the Ukraine, I just got so nervous at the border for literally nothing. Now, when I go on trips, I always get the butterflies in the stomach. I always feel like, okay, I'm going away. It's really exciting. You know, you triple check to see if you have everything. I was driving to the airport alone, and I left my car at the airport. Now, it was the first time I left my car at the airport, and I figured it wouldn't cost that much. For example, if you stay less than a day, then it's like $20. But if you spend more than 24 hours in the inside of the parking lot at the airport, it would cost two days worth. Now you could be there for 24 hours in one minute and they would charge you for two days. So lesson learned, just get yourself dropped off and get picked up. It's free. And another weird thing that I noticed was going through the security to fly to the U.S., you go through customs in the Halifax airport for my case, Normally, I would fly to the country, go through the immigration there, and then away you go. But I would walk towards the U.S. gates. I would do my passport thing, take the picture, fill out the info. The guy actually checking it, he looked at my tickets and he said, you're only spending a couple hours in Boston? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you have tickets that are returned on the same day. And I kind of panicked. I thought, oh, my God, did I really do that? And then he looked and said, oh, never mind. I misread. It's an early morning. And I said, I get it. it happens to the best of us. So he stamped my passport and away I went. Now, I arrived in Boston around 4 p.m., around 3.34 p.m. I took a bus to go downtown and it was just so weird reading 
the distances. Like they use miles instead of kilometers. So to see three quarter mile away or half mile away, it was kind of challenging just to figure out where I was going. Even to arrive at the hotel and check in. And the first thing they said, so you're going to the game tonight? And I said, yeah. How did you know? And he said, well, most people who go to the game stay at this hotel. So I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. I had a couple hours to walk around and I thought, well, you know what? Sure, let's do it. So I dropped my things off and went to the subway station and trying to figure out how to coordinate this place. I wanted to try to see Fenway Park where they play baseball. I would have also liked to see Harvard University, but unfortunately it was just a little bit too far away and I really didn't want to be late to the hockey game. So I got as far as Fenway Park and it was starting to get a little bit dark. So yeah, I was a little bit upset about this, but when you travel in January, this is kind of what you expect. I got a chance to walk down Lansdowne Street, which is like the famous street that is parallel with the baseball field. Fenway Park has this huge wall they call the Green Monster. And if you hit a home run over that, it goes right into the streets. Like It's really impressive. So someday I will be able to go there and watch a baseball game. But for now, I just have the memories of the hockey game. To walk into TD Garden, which is where they play, it was just so amazing. It was a life goal for me with my Boston Bruins, my favorite team. Uh, I bought a couple souvenirs, of course, one of them being a hockey puck with my favorite player on it, Tuka Rask. And he's a goaltender born in Finland, but of course plays with Boston. I got my traditional chicken tenders and fries. I, every event that I go to in whatever sport, I always try to get chicken tenders and fries. So I went and got that. I was walking towards the gate. There was a guy selling like game day brochures. And I wanted to buy one, but I just didn't have any cash on me. And I said, do you take Visa card? And he had the stereotypical Boston accent. And he's like, you know what? It's on the house. And I said, oh, my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So I even have it hanging up on my wall today, actually, of the little poster that they give at each game. To be able to look into the rafters and see all these legends, their numbers retired. It was so... I was in awe just to be able to be in the same arena as some of these great athletes. The crowd was really into it. It's so different being there in person compared to watching on TV. You can hear some of the crowd on TV, but when they start playing that pump-up music, they get the Boston crowd going. It was just so, so hyped. I was super excited. Thankfully, Boston ended up winning 4 nothing, and Tuka Rask won in his 250th career game. And it was a shutout as well, so all is good. Now, by the time I got back to the hotel, it was around you know 10 p.m., and I just kind of laid around. But yeah, some of the highlights, walking around Fenway Park, uh, outside TD Garden, I had a chance to see the famous Bobby Orr statue. Uh, now, if you're not a 
fan of hockey. Bobby Orr was one of the greatest hockey players of all time. And he scored a game-winning goal for Boston to win the Stanley Cup uh, 50 years ago, I think it is. So they have the statue of him soaring through the air after he scored the goal. And it's a very, very popular statue, especially for any Boston Bruin fan. That was essentially my experience in Boston. It was very short-lived. Again, I only just went for the day just to go see it. And I really could have tried to spend a few more days there. But to be able to knock that off of my bucket list was something I was super happy about. Now, I would have loved to go see Harvard, like I said. But you have to leave some things for the future. You can't just do everything in a certain place. Because when you go back, it's like, well, I did that. I did that. Did that. For me, I always like to see something new and leave something for next time. And it also draws you back. It says, you know what? I'd love to go back. I want to go back and see this next time or that. When it comes to America, to be completely honest, there are not many places that I would go visit. Just my personal preference. I feel like for history-wise, for architecture-wise, there are so many different countries in the world to go see. I know a lot of people, they dream of living and dream of working in America to go to New York City, to go to Los Angeles, California. Sure. I mean, that's if that's for you, then all the power to you. Uh, Same with Las Vegas. I'm not one to gamble or drink or anything like that. So it doesn't interest me. But I know there's people that would just die to go to the Vegas Strip. If I did have a chance to go back to America. I would obviously go back to Boston. I found like the people were so friendly there. Like I would go to the other New England states. So New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Rhode Island, the northeastern part of USA. Because of the nature, uh, I watch uh, a few shows that are based in Uh, New Hampshire and in Maine, just the beautiful forests and the mountains and the hiking trails. It's just really appealing to me. And it reminds me a lot of Canada. Another bucket list place would be in Chicago to go see Wrigley Field, which is a famous baseball field and one of the oldest, if not the oldest, currently used in America right now. It's famous for having brick walls for the outfield and they have ivy that grows on it as well so in the summertime when the ivy is growing on the the walls uh, sometimes the baseball gets stuck in the ivy wall and it can be quite the nuisance for the players so Wrigley Field Fenway Park again both sporting event things but it would be really cool to see I imagine there's other beautiful places too, Uh, the out west, the northwestern parts. Again, Oregon, that's a state that kind of reminds me of Canada with its beautiful forests and whatnot. When I watch, again, sports, uh, March Madness, I always cheer for Oregon because I like their jerseys. They're very bright and I always seem to be an Oregon fan. Will I go to other places in America? Maybe. I guess I technically was in Buffalo, New York. 
when I first went to go visit my brother, this was back 2011, he wanted to show me these underpasses, which I've never experienced, but essentially it's just an underground path that goes underneath a river or something like this. And there's this really big one near Niagara Falls. So I thought, okay, this would be cool. My brother's driving and all of a sudden he says, oh crap. And I'm like, what do you, what's going on? We took the wrong turn. We're heading towards the border. Here we took the highway going over the bridge to Buffalo. Now, none of us had our passports. And in fact, I don't even think I had a passport back then. And so we get stopped at the gate and we said, hey, sorry, we made the wrong turn. We didn't mean to come this way. And the guard said, okay, just go ahead and turn around and come back. So we turned around, came back, and the guard said, all right, $3.50. What do you mean? Well, you crossed the border. You have to pay the toll to come back. And my brother said, we literally just passed. We were just here. So I'm sorry. Rules are rules. So my brother said, for the sake of $3.50, just whatever, cause avoid the, the issues and conflict. I'm not shaming the U.S. by any means. I think there's some amazing places to go see. Just a lot of them are not my cup of tea, I guess. Again, Boston, beautiful city. The other New England states I would definitely go see. Uh, Chicago, mainly because of Wrigley Field. And if I were to go somewhere else, I may even consider going to Florida or something like that. Again, I'm not so much of a beach person, but who knows, maybe someday when I fly to the Caribbean, I'll have a layover in Florida, spend a couple of days just kind of exploring. But besides that, I think the U.S. is similar to Europe in a way, because each state kind of seems to be a little bit different than the other, especially when it comes to accents. But it's also so similar to Canada that I think it would be cheaper for me to travel in my own country. So since this episode was short, I guess it gives me a little bit of time to really thank you and show my appreciation. Everything that everyone has done. This honestly was a project that I didn't expect to be big. I didn't expect to get famous off of this, but it's something fun for myself. I've said before, I would have loved to have a podcast when I was younger with my friends and it didn't happen. And even I've tried to sell this mic that I use three separate times using Facebook. I've been to different pawn shops and things like that, and I just couldn't sell it. But then it kind of made me realize, well, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe I can use this as an outlet to help people get through this tough time, which is the coronavirus. And hopefully it's a project that I can continue in the future. I was just recently checking my statistics. And this is as of May 8th. I do record episodes in advance as of May 8th and over two months of doing this podcast on Spotify, I've had over 250 streams, which is measured when a Spotify user listens to 60 seconds or more of any episode. I've had over 90 different listeners on Spotify. 
And for SoundCloud, it's over 170 views, mostly my friends from uh, Eastern Europe. But it's just so cool to connect with so many people. These are just not only numbers, but these are people that are legit interested in my stories. Like These are people that they comment, they say to me, you're doing an awesome job and I can't wait for the next episode, which again, I really appreciate. I think this is so cool to stay connected with people and sure to spam everybody and say, Hey, there's a new episode. And maybe some people may be like, Oh God, here it is again. It's Sunday. I'm going to get spammed here with messages. But at the same time, I appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Uh, Going forward, eventually I will not have as much time to record. I will be going back to my job. It's a morning job, so I would have the evenings to record. But of course, life will be getting back to normal too. Hopefully there's a baseball season, so I'll be doing that. I'll be getting back into tennis again. I'll definitely find time and we'll gauge it. We'll see, you know, week by week. I've said before off camera or off microphone, I guess, that if I see that people aren't as interested in it, then maybe I'll cut it back just to Sundays. But as of right now, things are looking good and people seem to be enjoying it and I'm enjoying it. It gets to the point where... I need to stop myself and say, okay, you've recorded two or three episodes tonight. It's time to take a break. I want to be prepared for the future in case something happens where I'm not able to record for a while. So at least I'll have the content. And at the same time, I would also like to keep doing this. That's something that I really enjoy. And I'm so thankful. In fact, my friend Celia the one who does my thumbnails for these podcasts, she said to me in an audio on WhatsApp, she said, I shared the episode about Germany, and one of my friends said that he's my number one fan. A shout out to Lawrence, if you're out there, I appreciate it. She said he would always say, did you check out the new episode? Did you check out the new episode? Which is really cool. Like, you know, most of the viewers, I figure, would just be some friends and whatnot. But to have new fans, I guess, is it's cool. It's really fun. Maybe this leads to a future where it's an actual radio show or my dream job, actually, would be commentary for sports. I feel like it would be such an amazing job to be there in the moment watching the sports and just play by play or even some sort of analyzing. We'll see what happens, though. It is going to be quite the long journey to get back to normal life. And with this project, it definitely puts my mind more at ease. Also, I hope that you are all doing well. Hearing from different people from different countries saying that the restrictions are slowly getting lifted, which is a great thing. It's it's amazing news. For Eastern Canada, I think New Brunswick did not have a case for like two weeks until just recently they had one case, but Prince Edward Island did not have a case for two weeks. We're all getting to the end of this. When we see that curve going down, when we're on the other side of the hill, 
it's great. It shows improvement, but there's still going to be a process. Although the cases may not be going up, people still have it. And with that, we need to make sure that we're going to be safe. Keep with the keep with the program, right? Wash your hands and stay two meters away from each other. And with that, it's going to take everyone. It's going to take a team effort to get through this. And I'm very confident that by the end of this year, this is my prediction, I'm not a professional by any stretch, but I feel like at the end of this year, we're going to see life get to almost normality. At least that's my fingers crossed because I really want to travel. Uh, next year, I have a wedding to go to in Poland, which is in May. So really want that to kind of happen. Uh, it'll be the first time I'd go to a wedding. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever been to a wedding. Or if I have, I was super young and just don't remember it. Anyways, things are getting off track here. So I'm going to leave it at that. One more time, thank you. This is Thomas signing off. Please stay safe. Remember to wash your hands and have an amazing day. Thank you.